Thank you for joining me again this week. Last week, we stopped our message right in the middle of, of where God was talking to the children of Israel concerning the judgment that he had promised, not just for them, but for the whole world. And that judgment is called the tribulation. But the Bible tells us how the tribulation will begin and what will take place during that tribulation time. My friend, I really believe that we're seeing the, the earmarks of the tribulation. Matthew 24, verse 8, it talks about the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of the tribulation. And among the things that it talks about taking place is that Russia, Rosh, would be aggressive. It would come against other countries, including Israel. So today, join me as we continue our message on the aggression of Russia as it fulfills Bible prophecy spoken by God 2,500 years ago in the Holy Bible. Several reasons why. Number one, Russia is a big supplier of oil. Matter of fact, if you look at the, the chart, you'll see there that, that Canada is our top supplier, Mexico is our second, and, and third is Russia. Now, I, I'm going to tell you this. We have enough oil under the ground of the United States to give all of our, we, we can have all the oil we want. The truth is that they, if they would open up the wells, you could drive and buy gas for about 15 cents a gallon. How would you like to have 15 cents a gallon gas? You think that would change the, the, that'd change the price of your utilities, it changed the price of your clothes. Everything that's transported would change the price. So why do they elevate it? Huh. It's called profit. It's called greed. And so why are we not doing our own oil right now in America? It's called green. Yeah. Do you think Russia, when they take oil out of the ground, they're concerned about the environment? They could care less. That's why I... Help me with this. I know I'm slow-minded. Electric cars. The cost to manufacture them is more than a gas-powered car. The cost to plug them in and charge them takes more energy than it does to burn fuel to run a regular gas-powered car, and we're going to electric? Somewhere, someone didn't pass the third grade. Why? Control. Do you understand... They can turn off the grid and you'll have no power and you won't, you won't be able to get in the grocery store. You won't be able to run your car. You won't be able to get in your house. You're not going to control your air conditioning. It's all about control. The, the Bible said this is going to take place. In the meantime, Israel now is beginning to get its own oil and all the tide is changing. Gas and oil, the Zion Company. I wish we had time to, to talk. Well, we'll do it another time. Then it says this crazy statement that when Rosh comes against Israel, they're going to be at peace. Now, I just told you that, that of all the countries in the world, that Russia is not going to sneak up on today. It's, it's Israel because Israel is armed to the teeth. I don't know about you, but I would not want to be in a war with Israel. You want to know why? They, they've just won the last four wars that were against them, against insurmountable odds, and they won every one of them. We sell them fighter planes, and we don't know how they do it, but they take our fighter planes, they modify them. And you know what the Bible said in the last days, you know, because Israel will be a, a mighty army. They are exactly that. But the Bible says they're gonna, Israel's going to be at peace. They're going to have unwalled villages. It's going to be a time when they set down their weapons. You see this Antichrist, when he comes, he's going to deceive Israel. And he's going to make Israel set 
put down their weapons. That's how the tribulation begins. That's why I'm concerned when I see, when I see people in Russia talking about how do we stop a, a nuclear war? How, how, do we, how do we bring about a peace solution? And this is the very guy that wants a, an army, his own army. This is the guy that says, I want to monitor the peace in the middle. I don't trust him. I don't put a fox in the chicken coop. I don't put a five-year-old boy in the candy store. I don't put a, a, a 16-year-old girl in a Walmart dress shop. And I'm not about to put some of these people keeping the peace. It won't happen. The Bible said, when they talk about peace and safety, there's going to be sudden destruction. Folks, do you understand? The, the story's fitting together. Here's Trump. March the 2nd. Israel will be obliterated. You, you won't have an Israel. He said, if the Iran deal goes through, you know what Iran has said? Iran says, once we get a nuclear warhead, we're going to do two things. We're going to kill Satan, the, the big Satan and the little Satan. You know who the little Satan is? Israel. You know who the big Satan is? You're sitting in the middle of it. It's the United States. That's how bad Iran hates you. What did you ever do to Iran? Probably nothing. But you see, they hate the freedom that you have, the freedom to choose your job, to choose your education, to choose your food. They hate it. And so now, here's Russia. Three, three countries made a deal. A fourth one was missing. The United States was missing. Iran, China, Russia got together. I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting. But I think they each said, okay, we have a country we'd like to take. And we're not going to say anything. China says, Russia, you take whatever you want to take. If it's Ukraine, fine, take it. We're not going to say anything. And China, you take it. Maybe it's Taiwan. And we're not going to say anything. And Iran, you take who you want to take. And I think Iran says, yeah, we'll take Israel. Folks, those are the decisions that are being made. We're worried about our afternoon snack. And the world is in deep trouble. Happened to be in the doctor's office this week. And someone recognized me from the television show. Got in a little discussion. The lady overheard it. She came, she says, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I watched that. Matter of fact, yeah, I, I recognize you now. She said, well, I'm going to tell you this. She said, you scared the H out of me. I wish I would have thought fast enough to say, you know what? I'd like to scare the hell out of you. And I'd like to scare Jesus in you. Folks, it's scary. God did it for a warning. I, I, I want to be as plain as I can. That the Bible is written for this moment. And so here, look, this is a week ago. The United States, we're accusing China and Russia of agreeing on, on certain things that they can do. They're even saying that they are part of the whole nuclear holocaust there. Folks, I don't trust them with the keys of nuclear power. Do you? You think COVID's bad? You think that's a contamination? You wait till you get a nuke. And Iran says this, we have the capability to drop one in Israel. That's a, that's a short shot. 
And they want a payload that will reach all the way to America. They, they, they want to nuke us as well. It's going to come. But I got news for you. It's not going to come until I'm out of here because Jesus said, I'm coming for you. When all these things come to pass, look up. Be ready. Now, let's keep going. You know, here's, here's something that I want you to think about. Right now, there's no one that can stop Mr. Putin. Do you think NATO can stop him? 30 nations. They couldn't stop a school bus with first graders on it. They're, they're not going to stop him. Believe me, if he takes Ukraine, he's going to say, okay, what do I take next? What do I take next? What do I... Moldova's gone. Romania's gone. Poland's gone. He's going to go. The Bible says when he comes, he's going to have all of his hordes. Yeah. You want to know why? He didn't care how many soldiers he loses. He'd like to use, lose a half a million, just less, less people to, to take care of. The United States, we can't stop Russia. Several reasons why. Several years ago, there was quite a, a deal made with Hunter Biden. Happened to be in the Ukraine. We compromised our position. A few years ago, there was a situation with, with Mr. Biden in China. We compromised our position. We've now compromised our position with Russia. And, and Israel's going to set down their weapons. There, there's no one to stop it. Oh, relax. Relax. Russia can only go as far as God will allow them to go to fulfill his word. I, I have no worries. I have no fear. Because I know what the Bible says. Is it going to get bad? It is. Maybe I'll die. I might. Maybe if a nuclear holocaust breaks out, I, it could be. But I know this. Romans 9.17 says this. That God allowed Pharaoh to get to such a powerful king so that when he delivered Israel out of Egypt, everyone would say, wow, that had to be God. And that's what God is doing. He's fulfilling his word. And there will come a time when, when, when Russia's done all the devilish work they can do. When Iran's done all the devilish work they can do. You say, aren't you afraid of Iran? No, why should I be afraid of Iran? Why should I be afraid of Russia? I'm afraid of the judgment of God against sin. And Jesus came between a holy God and me and gave me a protection. Young men, let me tell you this. There's nothing more important, there's nothing more serious in all your life than to get right with Jesus Christ. The Bible goes on, chapter 39. The Bible says this, that the world's going to become a graveyard. Now you say, I, I came here to be encouraged today. I, I, you know what? I'm going to try to tell you the truth. The Bible says that there's going to be a graveyard. It says that, that of all these armies that come... Against Israel. I mean, we just talked about Iran, Turkey, Poland, Germany, Ethiopia, Libya. It, matter of fact, Zechariah says the whole world. I think even the U.S. will come against Israel. And the Bible says this, that five-sixths of the army will die in one dreadful battle called Armageddon. It says the blood will be to the bridle of a horse. 
That valley is 186 miles long. The Bible gives the measurement of it. You go today, you measure the, that, that valley called Megiddo Valley. It goes right down to, in front of Jerusalem all the way up to the north. It's exactly to the mile what God said would be in the final battle. To the mile. Filled with blood, five-sixths die, one-sixth lives. Next. The Bible says this. In Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 4, go home, check this out. It says that he's going to call the birds of heaven to come and to feed on the bodies floating in the blood. Revelation 19, verses 17 through 18 says, God has called the birds there. Several years ago, some of you know this story, I was with my guide and, and I was showing him a little track that talked about buzzards that lay two eggs. And he laughed, he said, oh man, he said, that's crazy, buzzards only lay one egg and he had the best laugh at me. And several months later, when I was back in Israel, he says, hey, do you remember that little track that you showed me about buzzers? I said, yeah, I remember. He says, well, you were right and I was right. I said, now, wait a minute. We were saying different things. So how could you be right and I could be right? He says, well, I was right. The buzzers only laid one egg. He said, you were right. We can't explain it, but all of a sudden, all the birds are flying into Israel as they go from Africa back to Asia and Europe. They're flying right through a valley, and the valley is called Megiddo Valley, the very place that the Bible said 1,900 years ago that the birds would come and feed on the carcasses of the armies that invade. Is that an accident? It's so incredible that the headline said that Israel, with all the warplanes, they can't even take them off for a period of time because the birds are flying through that valley. Here's Here's the official website from, from Israel. A half a billion birds fly every year, twice a year, from, from Africa up to Asia and, uh, and Europe. See the little place where they come together? That's right in a place called Megiddo Valley, where the Bible says the last battle will be fought. The Bible says they'll come. They'll feed on the dead bodies. God's brought them there. They're just now starting to fly there. They're just a few years early. Because you see, those bodies aren't going to float there until, first of all, Jesus comes for those that believe him. And once Jesus comes and we're out of here, then this Antichrist will come and, oh yeah, he'll make a false peace. And the Antichrist is going to soon take over and he's going to say, okay, I made peace. The Bible says in the middle of it, he's going to break it. He's going to change his mind. He's going to deceive people. He's going to trick them. Once Israel sets down their weapons, you say, wow, this was an easy target. And he will take away their weapons. He will then invade. Yeah. He'll set it up so you've got to have a mark of the beast. The Bible is very clear. Once you take the mark of the beast, you're, you're, you're doomed forever. I don't even know if you'll be saved in the tribulation because the Bible says, if you had a chance, if you heard the gospel, you refused it. He says he's going to blind your mind to where you'll never receive Christ. I don't know about you, but if I didn't know Christ, I'd get saved right now. Is the Bible true or not? That, that's what it boils down to. Look, it says this, the weapons. The weapons are going to be seven years. There's something about this that's going to be radioactive. Seven years to bury. All the way into the millennial kingdom. These these 
incredible contaminated weapons will be there. It goes on. It says, the smell will be so bad, travelers won't even be able to go through there. It said it will stop their noses. It will take seven months, seven whole months, just to vary all the dead people from one single battle in one single hour. So who's going to deliver Israel? Well, Israel's best friend is America. And we've turned chicken. And Christians are gone. It won't be the United Nations. Recently, the United Nations reprimanded, gave 21 reprimands. Four of them, North Korea, China, Iran, Iran, and all the rest were against Israel. It won't be the United Nations. It won't be Russia. It'll be God. Listen, God's going to do this. Here's what he said. Ezekiel chapter 38. And, and if you look at these verses, there's seven destructions that he's going to bring. He's going to make an earthquake so big that every person, every man, the richest man to the poorest man, is going to shake. He's going to shake the earth like he's never shook it before. Have you ever been through an earthquake? Oh, my goodness. It'll, you know what? I remember one time when I was at IBM, one of our co-workers was out in California. He's such a bragger. And he got in an earthquake out in California. He got so scared he ran out in the, in the courtyard of the hotel in his underwear. Hung onto the flagpole, begging God for mercy. Everyone was taking pictures of him because he's such a bragger. He was out there in his undies. Why? He had a little shake. This is going to be a big one. This one this one's going to roll you right out of bed. Next, there's going to be mutiny. All these armies that come down there say, hey, why are we in the front? Hey, how can you put us through the, the, the nuclear fallout area we, we want to go to a clean zone there's going to be a pestilence a disease there's going to be blood there's going to be an overflowing flood there's going to be hailstones one place in the bible talks about a hailstone that's over 100 pounds can you imagine you get hit with that talk about putting a dent in your car there's going to be fire god's going to rain fire from heaven and then there's going to be brimstone. And by the time God's done with those seven judgments, you want to know something? Every single person is going to say, wow. This is taking place exactly as the Bible said. You see, God writes history in advance. It's called prophecy. And we've just looked at God's prophetic word. And here's what he says. He said, when I'm done, Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 23... This, thus I will magnify myself, sanctify myself. I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I'm the Lord. You know why he does it? Because there's people that have a heart so hard that when they see this, they'll say, you know what? That's what the Bible said. I'm going to turn to Jesus right now. That, that's, that's what they're going to say. It goes on in Ezekiel chapter 39, verses 21 and 22. I will set my glory among the heathen. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. You see, right now, Israel has a hard heart spiritually. And the Bible even says in Zechariah that, that Israel's here, and, and, and right now they're not turning to, to Jesus as the Messiah, but they will. And the Bible says that what will happen during this time, two-thirds of them will, will be cut off and die. One-third will say, wow, 
we miss the Messiah. And they'll turn to him. Just a remnant. But I don't know that you'll have a second chance. Hey, what kind of a person would you think I would be if I didn't end this message with some hope? You see, I, I really believe that it would be fun to come here and talk to you about three nice things that every good person can do. But I can't do that because I think these headlines are real. I think we're living in the last days. And so, is the situation hopeless? And I'm glad that the answer is no, it's not. The Bible said it would happen. And the Bible not only said it would happen, but he says, here's how you can have hope. Here's how you can have salvation. The Bible tells the problem, gives a solution. He warned Pharaoh, and he gave him ten plagues. So that he might change his mind. And Pharaoh said it hardened his heart. Everything hardened his heart. Hardened his heart. And finally God said, okay, I, I've done all I can do. Here it is. And he gave the last one. It was the death of the firstborn. They passed the point of return. And I looked as they went into Babylon. And God warned Israel, warned Israel, warned Israel. Finally said, you've gone past the point. Listen, my friend. Some of you might be at the place where you're going to pass the point of return. And let me tell you, when Jesus comes back. The rapture of church occurs. Some of you will have passed the point of return. Because the Antichrist will pull your mind so hard. He'll make it so you can't eat. He'll make it so you can't travel. He'll make it so you can't go to school. He'll make it so you can't have a job. Until you take his mark. But let me tell you, there's hope in Christ. The Bible says there's hope. I want to ask you this question. Are you ready? What kind of a person would I be if, if I knew, as we're traveling down a road, and here's Ben. Ben's got his nice new car, 2022 Firebird, electric windows, super overdrive. What's your favorite color? Purple. Purple, yeah. Purple on the outside. Black interior. Probably got three or four girls in there because all those girls want to be with a good-looking guy with a fancy car. And, and, and I was just ahead of him in, in my smart car. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, the, on this particular night, the, the bridge goes out. And I go off the end of the, of the place where the bridge is supposed to be, and, and I I'm fight my way out of the smart car. I get back up on the road, and... And, and, I, and I see this purple dream car coming down the road. What should I do? Say, hi, Ben. Nice knowing you, Ben. Have a good time, Ben. What should I do? I should say, Ben! Whoa, stop! I'd take my coat off. I'd, I'd flag it up. I'd say, Ben, say to his girlfriends, hey, he's a, he's, he's a crazy principal. I told you he's crazy. Look, look at him. I, I, I would do everything I could to stop him. If I have to take my coat off and wait, I'd do it. If I have to stand in the middle of the road and say, come on, he, he surely won't run over me. Okay, it's Ben. I'll stand here to the side and wave my coat again. No. Would I be his friend if I didn't warn him the bridge is out? 
I'm trying to warn you. The bridge is out. Are you ready? You begin by saying, oh God, I, I'm a sinner. <clears throat> if you've done one sin, you're a sinner. You're short of, the, of God's holy standard. There's no one so... I, I don't meet many people today that say they're not a sinner. I meet a couple. But we've all sinned, haven't we? We need to, to turn from that sin. We need to admit that sin. We need to acknowledge that Jesus Christ had no sin when he died on the cross. Guess what? He died for my sin. All my sin, all your sin, all the sin of Putin, of the Ayatollah, of every single wicked person, all put on Jesus, and Jesus died for all the sin of all the world. And acknowledge that his blood, his death, his resurrection, can make it so God, a holy God, will forgive your sin. But there's one last thing. You have to accept it. God will forgive you. Jesus died for you. But you've got to say, Lord Jesus, I take you. I take you to be my Savior. I take you to be my substitute. I take you, and my friend, if so, you have hope. You'll never go through the tribulation. When Jesus comes, you're going to be with him. The worst that will happen to you, you'll be in heaven. How can you lose? You say, yeah, but man, I, I, I'm in the prime of my life. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to get a big scholarship. And I, I'm going to be, when you see me, you're, I'm going to be wealthy. Guess what? In the tribulation, there won't be wealthy people. There will be miserable people. But in heaven, every one of you will be infinitely rich compared to what you have on the earth. My friend, there's hope. And that hope is in Jesus. Let me ask you this as we close today. Have you ever received Christ as your Savior? N not, not in your head. Not saying, I know he was a real man. Yeah, I, I, know, I know he really died. But have you ever received him saying, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I admit you died for me. I take you, Jesus. I'm not trying to get you to change your religions. I don't like religion. I like relationship. I wouldn't talk you into a religion. Religions fail you. But Jesus never fails. I'm not saying go do 10 good deeds and come back next week. And, and No, I'm saying today. Admit to God that you're a sinner. Confess that Jesus died for you. Receive him as your Savior. Here's what he says. He that has the Son has eternal life. And he that has not the Son of God shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on them. Come to Jesus. Father, I come to you. I thank you for the word of God. Father, I thank you for how clear it is that we are living in the last days. And Father, for some of these young men, they're, they're going to be leaving us soon. This may be their last Sunday here as they go to play in their championships. But Father, I pray that before they leave the building today, before they put their head on their pillow tonight, they will say, I take Jesus as my Savior. Father, there's hope. And that hope is Jesus. Thank you for the Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.